Hi everyone, so Morgan Stanley has joined us today for the next Gradcracker webinar. We've got a festive feel as you can see with Matt and Esther in their Christmas jumpers, so hopefully it's going to be a good one with lots of cheer. My <laughs> Bab's already smiling, which is a good sign. <laughs> it doesn't stop smiling. <laughs> um, but today we're joined by Matt, the technical recruiter, and three graduates, Esther, Vibav and Lauren. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, Matt, if I can start with you. So before we meet the graduates, please can you give the audience an overview to who Morgan Stanley is and your role within the business? Perfect. Um, thank you so much. Uh, my name's Matt. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm the technology recruiter at Morgan Stanley based in London. Um, so I've been at the firm now about 18 months um, and I'll go into a little bit about what my role is in a second. But first of all, Morgan Stanley, um, we are a, a, an investment bank, a global investment bank with offices across the world. Um, and you might be wondering kind of what that is and kind of what what how that is different from a regular bank that maybe you'll see on the high street. And essentially, um, the difference is, is that Morgan Stanley, we um, we advise, we um, essentially create capital, if you like, for, for people, but also more often government institutions, companies. Mm -hmm. So really, um, our organisation is there to, um, I guess, be that facilitator really between, um, I guess, a potentially a merger and acquisition so let's say there are two supermarkets who are wanting to merge uh, they might come to Morgan Stanley to help uh, help them with that or perhaps there's somebody um, you know a really high net worth individual in, in the US perhaps who maybe may, might come to us and, um, and ask them to help them you know manage their, their funds uh, um, maybe a government country might come to us and kind of help us generate some uh, help them generate some money that would allow them to maybe um, kind of create some infrastructure within their country those kind of things are quite broad there um, but we are a large organization um, with company with kind of offices right across the world and as I said myself and um, the three graduates here today we're from our London office um, and specifically we're from our technology division as well so um, you might think kind of technology and, and the bank how does that work but essentially banks have lots of different um, departments like any other organization and technology essentially are the part of the bank, actually the largest part of the bank in terms of workforce, but they're the part of the bank who essentially make all the systems run, help all the systems um, kind of say, so for example, creating the software that allows the traders to do their trades on a day-to-day -day basis, creating the algorithms and, uh, that allow the, the bankers to you know, do those mergers that I talked about a moment ago. But my role specifically is I'm a technology recruiter. So I work within HR actually, within uh, Morgan Stanley. So my role is uh, kind of recruiting um, interns and graduates into our technology division across Europe. Um, but yeah, sorry, I feel like that's quite a lot of information um, there, but I'm happy to, happy to kind of guide, be guided by you, Carla. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you, Matt. And, you know, just for the audience as well, it's, it's you do think of a bank, you think, oh, why would they need STEM students? But it's so vast about the the, the, the in-depth um, information that Morgan Stanley needs. So there's obviously the cybersecurity. Um, Esther's going to speak about her coding experience as well. So this is why it's so important that, you know, financial services companies do need STEM students. Um, but that was, yeah, that was a really good introduction, Matt. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, just thinking about Gradcracker, we've got numerous, a number of financial services companies who advertise their undergraduate positions and graduate positions with us. What do you think makes Morgan Stanley um, different to the others? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think a lot of graduate employers often look the same when, you know, you're researching them on, on websites or maybe on the Gradcracker 
on all different employer hubs, they might all look quite similar. And I think what what is really key about Morgan Stanley that might not be necessarily that obvious from, from the outside is is how many opportunities there are at the firm to get involved with all of the extra um, things outside of your day job. So, for example, all the different networks we have, all of the different societies we have that you can get involved with, um, all of the different kind of giving back opportunities. And there are five core values at, at Morgan Stanley. I won't go through them all and you can have take a look afterwards. But um, really, they are kind of interwoven through everything that we do at the firm. And I think there's always opportunities for you to maybe step outside of your day job and do something a bit new. So, for example, I'm in the Morgan Stanley Choir. I also play five-a-side football in HR part of a, a regular you know networks and you know they I don't have to do that uh, yeah. but equally I you know it's something I want to do to to be kind of be part of the wider culture of the firm and I think what makes Morgan Stanley stand out in my opinion is um I think just how unique how unique the kind of culture is and I think pr- prior to working at Morgan Stanley I actually worked in the charity sector um, and in the public sector as well um, and I think before joining Morgan Stanley I was thinking oh God, what's it going to be like are people going to be friendly um going to be approachable so I was really surprised by how normal everybody was um, and I think there's kind of misconceptions that potentially banks have or investment banks have as being really cold really corporate really kind of cutthroat um, and I think that definitely my perceptions definitely were changed when I joined um, and made me realize that um, it's a sector which you know a great great sector to be, to be part of loads of innovation things changing all the time um, and I think particularly with the technology division as well more specifically which obviously is where, where we're from today I think what makes Morgan Stanley stand out is, is how much of the technology is produced in-house. So over 80% of the technology that we use at the firm is actually produced in-house rather than outsourced, yeah. which is a really huge part um, of kind of, of our technology um, division. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're really proud to be able to, to do that. And I think, I think from a technology point of view, that's what makes us stand out. But I think it's our culture as a firm, which um, surprised me when I joined. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, just to go back to the, the Morgan Stanley Hub on Gladcracker, there's lots of information in and I do think this is something that sets you aside about your volunteering that you can get into. Um, and there's like there's loads of information on there about that. And I was quite surprised about the different volunteering um, options which which are open to the to everybody who works there. And I kind of I'm kind of the same as Matt when um, me and Sophie actually had a meeting with Morgan Stanley about four four years ago now, Sophie. And yeah. you know, you've got, you, I mean your buildings are absolutely fantastic. And I went into the building, uh, sorry, we did at Canary Wharf, and I was thinking, flipping heck, I'm well out of my depth here. I didn't even know how to use the lifts. It was just it was just wow. And but the people and the culture that was just so kind and helpful and caring. So yeah, definitely listen to what Matt just said. You know, don't don't believe in you know the the corporate image of Morgan Stanley. That it's, it's much more than that. I mean, it's such a friendly and lovely culture. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was brilliant, Matt. Thank you very much for the introduction. Um, and obviously, we're going to be joining Matt at the end of the webinar as well, um, where he will detail about the new application process and some further hints and tips. Um, but for now, what I'd like to do is meet the graduates. Um, so if you don't mind, Esther, I'm going to start with you. And Esther's background is actually her real life background. I thought it was something fancy on Teams when we first met, but it's, that's actually her room. <laughs> um, Esther, can we start by asking you which university you went to and what did you study? All right, so hi everyone. As Carla said, I'm Esther. Uh, I went to the University of Bristol and I studied computer science. Thank you, Esther. Bye, Bab, on to you. Yep, sure. Hi everyone, my name is Vaibhav. I did maths and computer science when I was at Imperial College in London. Thank you. And Lauren? Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. Um, I did electronic engineering with music technology systems 
at York University, which is kind of like a mix of electronic engineering with a little bit of music production thrown in. I was going to say, what did you, and this is a bit of a different degree than I've seen before, um, Lauren, so what, what, what was your ambition then when you decided to study that? What was your, what was your end game? I have to admit, I had no idea that I would end up <laughs> working in, for an investment bank. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of imagined I'd be working, creating kind of audio equipment and, yeah. and stuff. It was really doing the placement that changed my perspective completely. Yeah. Definitely. So we're going to find out a lot more about Lauren's placement a little bit later on when I hand back over to Sophie. Um, but thank you all for your introductions. And um, now I just want to get to know a little bit more about your roles at Morgan Stanley um, and what you kind of get up to on a daily basis. So Esther, back to starting with you. Um, so you're a technology analyst um, at Morgan Stanley. You've been there for just over a year and a half or just under a year and a half. What, what does your role include? I mean, you've, you've just said that you do loads of coding, but what sort of things are you coding? So yeah, technology analyst is my title. It doesn't like, you know, explain too much. So my, you know, more in depth, I work in the electronic foreign exchange team and I'm in the GUI team, so the graphical user interfaces. And 99% um, of my day job is um, helping writing applications for book runners, traders, um, onboarding, client onboarding teams to use to onboard clients who we um, facilitate foreign exchange uh, trading with. Um, most of my job is in the C-sharp programming language, um, which, yeah, is most of my day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how, how does it work, Esther? Are you given a project to work on from start to finish, or do you, do you pick and choose in between different projects? How, how does your day-to-day life work? So um, it's kind of a mix actually. So because we work so closely with the business, there's always going to be like small things for an application, like requests of things that the th business think could be a useful feature or um, things like that. So, so sometimes I'll be working on small little bits and then, uh, you know, that might take a day or two, but in parallel, I'll also have like a, a bit of a larger project to work on, like maybe a whole new part of the application, a new screen. Um, and I'll have to actually talk about requirements and go through all of that um, with business users, which is actually a really useful thing that you don't really get to experience at uni, which is, uh, yeah, that's the, the newer part of my job rather than just the coding, which I've done a lot of over the past few years. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Esther. Really appreciate that. Bye bye on to you. So you're a technology associate. What does that mean? Um, and you've been at, um, at Morgan Stanley for two and a half years. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So I joined the grad program in 2018, June 2018, and then I rolled off the program later that year. And I've been working with the same team for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, similar to Esther, right? Technology associate on its own doesn't say much. So um, <laughs> I'm I, I, in kind of other companies, you probably call this a software engineering role, or it's a much broader kind of uh, role than just coding. So uh, my team is involved in regulatory reporting. Mm -hmm. So when you're a company as big as Morgan Stanley, when you're a bank as big as Morgan Stanley, you have to kind of satisfy regulators around the world that the, the business that we're doing, we're being stable, we have enough funding. And on a day-on-day -day basis, the money we have, the liquidity that we have, to use the official term, mm -hmm. is sufficient uh, for our operations. And so my team is responsible for convincing the regulators in EMEA, so that's Europe, primarily Europe and London, yeah. and let them know that you know, Morgan Stanley's business is doing fine. So um, we take data from upstream systems, you know, trading data, reference data, we run some calculations on that, and then we produce reports that tell, for example, the Bank of England, you've mm -hmm. heard of them in the UK, 
uh, between the Bank of England. You know, these are our expected calculations for the next 30 days and things are looking good. And if things are not looking good, here's what we can do to try and mitigate that. Yeah. So how often do you have to run these reports and is it, is it kind of monthly or annually or how does that work? Yeah, it's very dependent on the report. So some of our reports are daily, actually. Some of them are weekly, some of them are monthly. So um, similar to what Esther was saying, there's a lot of uh, kind of small requests that come up. You know, a regulator wants to know more information or something more, uh, something you've submitted three months ago wasn't quite correct. So you want to go back and say, can you give us more detail on this specific line? So we have requests like that coming up. But more often than not, it's longer term. So, you know, next year we have a new report going live. So how do we prepare for that? And how do we have a project timeline ready for that? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Really insightful. And Lauren, just to end with you, so software engineer, I can understand that software engineer. Right? <laughs> Quite simple as that one for me, which is good. And you've been yeah. at Martin Stanley for two and a half years, but as a software engineer, you know, what, what team are you in? What kind of things do you do? Yeah, so technically my title is the same as Esther's, uh, technology analyst, but software engineer is an easier explanation yeah. <laughs> uh, for most people. So my team, um, it's a real-time risk system what that means is uh, the firm has lots of clients and um, those clients might place trades through Morgan Stanley. Um, so the, the system we have is kind of making sure that those clients aren't exceeding their credit limits, yeah. um, essentially. So, so there's two parts of that. One is monitoring that as those trades come in, we'll have risk managers looking at those trades, uh, making sure that the clients aren't breaching their limits or it's not just limits, there's other kind of um, quantitative risk metrics that we use. So we try and work out what could possibly go wrong. You know, we look at uh, simulations of major market events or, and things like this to try and see what could go wrong. And then the other part is it's like a pre-trade approval. So when certain clients are making certain trades, it's actually gonna run through this system first just to make sure that that wouldn't push them over their limits. And if it would, it will flag for a manual review. Brilliant, thank you very much. So you've all got quite different roles, haven't you, um, within Morgan Stanley, so that, that's great. Thank you very much for that introduction, Lauren. Um, and we're going to find out a lot more about everybody with Sophie. So Sophie, I'm gonna hand over to you. Thank you very much, Carla. Yeah, thanks so much guys for that introduction. I, I think you probably wouldn't have expected straight off to hear such different stories about what you're all doing at Morgan Stanley. So that's really interesting. So yeah, let's dive in and, and find out more. Um, so Esther and Lauren, I'm going to start with you two first, um, because you both did a placement opportunity at Morgan and Stanley. Um, so what initially attracted you to Morgan Stanley? Uh, Esther, I'm going to start with you. Okay, um, so I was in my second year when I first kind of started thinking about what I actually wanted to do, what jobs and stuff were out there. And Morgan Stanley actually came and did a talk and kind of like an interview session at our university. Um, and you know, there I got to hear like a lot more about it because at first I was also under the impression a bank, like why would I work at a bank, what's going on there? Um, and they actually talked a lot about the pretty cool projects that um, they got to work on um, internally, like uh, the one that they like to advertise is basically, we have the largest Scala code base in the world and Scala is like not, you know, that common a language. And it's, I don't know, it just all sounded really cool. So I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of technology going on internally and it's not just, you know, outsourcing everywhere. And um, also I spoke to the person running, it was actually a Bristol graduate and I went to Bristol and we know we started talking a lot more and she was like really friendly and really like, you know, helped me out with a lot of, um, you know, things that are going on Morgan Stanley and questions that I had. So yeah, that kind of initial impression, getting to meet the people at university was kind of what 
kind of put Morgan Stanley on my radar somewhere I wanted to go. Lovely, thanks Esther. And um, Lauren, same question to you, what initially attracted you to the organisation? So I kind of mentioned this before, but I, I, I didn't really, I didn't really consider working for Morgan Stanley. I'm really lucky in a sense that my university, they had a scheme where we'd kind of submit our CVs and then they'd, they'd show them to a bunch of uh, companies. And so Morgan Stanley actually reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do a screening interview. And I, I thought just like what Matt and Esther said, you know, it's just going to be this big corporation. Uh, it's not kind of what I, what I want to do, but I thought, you know, it wouldn't harm to give it a try. I actually treated it as interview practice. Yeah. But every, every step of the way, like that first interview, I was with someone who I'm still in touch with to this, to this day, and they were just so friendly and they were knowledgeable and it was, it was a really tough interview and it, it made me kind of curious. And then the next stage, I just thought, well, why not? And I just kept saying, why not? Until I essentially started. And then when I actually got here in my first week, I was, I was hooked by that time. Lovely. No, I think um, I think that's actually something that we, you know, we've heard a lot of um, how the interview process is so important to to graduates um, looking for that job or when you're looking for your placement. You know, it's not just about um, who the employer is looking for. It's also, you know, you get to make that decision as you go through the interview process. And also just, you know, for companies that you might not have um, expected to be interested in as well. You know, Gradcracker, we have all these companies on there. You can um, search by our employer A to Z, get searched by different sectors. So we always encourage students to be really open-minded um, to their career paths and apply to lots of different sectors because you really do never know where is actually going to be the right fit for you at this early stage in your career. And I think in um, what you've said, Lauren, kind of is testament to that, that, you know, you might end up somewhere you didn't expect, but end up absolutely loving it and finding your kind of dream career. So thank you so much. Um, so Esther, I'm going to come back to you now. So you undertook a summer placement opportunity with Morgan Stanley before returning as a graduate. Could you tell us a little bit more about how that summer placement opportunity worked? Um, so, yeah, I joined for 10 weeks um, in my penultimate year and I was placed in a team. Actually, I was placed in the team that I'm currently in now. Um, we have long story but we get the opportunity to you know maybe join that team again and I liked it a lot so you know <laughs> I ended up joining again um yeah. but yeah so I was placed in a team uh EFX and uh coming in my like business knowledge was not great like because you know I didn't have like a huge vast interest before like looking at Morgan Stanley about um banking and investment banking and stuff so I joined and got to learn like so so much like domain knowledge whilst I was there which was like even more interesting than I thought like coming into it um but essentially for the 10 weeks you're given a project that your team has kind of come up with that they think is going to be useful and um yeah, it's not something they'll just throw away after, like, oh, it's an intern project, like, oh, it was cool. But, you know, once they're gone, no one's going to touch again. It's actually, I got to work on something. And by the end, it was at the stages of getting, being put into production, which was, like, really awesome to, like, know that something I did just as an intern got to actually have an effect on things in the business. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my experience for the placement um, and obviously just getting to know my team like um, there's loads of social stuff HR actually organized a lot of social stuff so we get to know all of our other interns um, and it's yeah it's just it was just a really like fun experience which obviously uh, made me come back yeah obviously yeah no that's really great you know to hear that 
you know, the responsibility you were given, the social side of things that by the end you were absolutely hooked. So that's great. Um, and Lauren, you did a year long placement at Morgan Stanley um, and then returned to the graduate. So what made you choose doing a year long opportunity over a summer opportunity? Um, so the way it kind of worked at my course is that my course was supposed to be structured with an industrial placement. So I was just looking for a, a year long placement to begin with, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that I did that because it, one of the features of the year long placement is you get to spend some time in, in, a, in a different team and, and kind of move around to a completely different role. So I experienced two completely different sides of the technology department. And the, just like Esther, though, the first one I went into is the one I ended up coming back to because I had some really great mentors there and a lot of opportunity to do interesting things. Great. And what was kind of one of the highlights of your placement, um, Lauren? What, what would you say really stood out? Um, it was, it was the, the freedom that I was given in, in the end. So after some initial mentoring, I was given some projects where um, I was working much more closely with individual users. And that back and forth with those users and me with the freedom to kind of implement their requirements as I saw fit. And then kind of seeing how they, um, they were appreciating that, you know, you, you kind of, they want this feature and then you develop it for them, you talk to them as a back and forth and then they're finally using it in production. And, and then they're genuinely kind of grateful that you're making their, their lives easier. It's, it's really rewarding, yeah. Yeah. Right. So similar to Esther, you know, you both got a lot of experience um, early on and you could really see that that project going all the way through and to, to real life. That's great. Um, so one thing that I think has been a bit of a theme throughout the webinars is um, about how that placement has then um, helped you when you've gone back to university. So Esther, if I can come back to you, um, what benefit do you feel like you got after doing your summer internships with um, Morgan Stanley when you went back to your final year of uni? Um, so yeah, being at Morgan Stanley um, definitely taught me a lot about the production cycle and how to kind of do things properly. So there's a tool called Git that we use to kind of like manage all of our code and make sure it's all, you know, there's a name attached to who committed what and uh, there's just order basically. And at university, pre Morgan Stanley, I the way I managed my code was maybe putting it like, you know, just having it on my local computer or uploading it to Git maybe once every few weeks and it was all a bit chaotic so I think like the thing you don't get at uni is that ability to manage your projects properly and um, see how you would do it if you jump into a business um, so yeah it just taught me a lot about how to properly release code cleanly good quality and yeah just keeping on top of that which yeah made my final year uni project um much much easier to handle I would yeah. say. Sounds like that was a very valuable lesson for you mm -hmm. um, and Lauren same question to you um, how do you feel like it helped your final year today? Um, so it's a quite an interesting question in my case because I, I did my placement after my third year of university mm -hmm. and um, it, so that was the way that worked is I kind of had enough for the bachelor's already and the intention was after my placement I would go back and do a master's degree in the same uh, field uh, but but actually after spending a year at Morgan Stanley I kind of just wanted to um, to keep doing what I was doing and, and develop more I no longer really wanted to go back and do audio engineering so I actually never went back to university I just went well, one day I was on my placement and then the next day I was a full-time employee. 
fantastic. <laughs> well, you definitely landed on your feet there, Lauren. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on now to talking a little bit about the assessment process um, and your hints and tips around um, how all of that works. So, Esther, coming back to you, um, what did the assessment centre involve for Morgan Stanley? Um, so the assessment centre day I undertook. So I kind of got there and we kind of got introduced with uh, there was I think there was an ED and a VP, which are just like more senior roles there to kind of like chit chat with us before like the actual interview started. Uh, I think there are like eight other people there. So, you know, decently sized. Um, and the actual day included three interviews and a group task. There was one interview that was a technical one that was based on like a, a problem solving challenge. So it's like, you know, we have this system. Can you like design it in code, like using object oriented um, patterns and stuff like that? Um, and then the second technical interview was one that was more based on like knowledge, like um, database knowledge or web technologies knowledge, um, possibly asking what you've got in your CV. Um, you know, if you mention some an interesting uh, module you took at uni and you want to talk about that project, if you put it on your CV, they might ask you about it. You can kind of go into depth and um, share your knowledge there. So that was like the second technical interview. And then the third interview was um, an interpersonal one. So uh, they'll ask you about situations, when, when you did what, what effect it had um, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, there's a group task as well sandwiched in the middle where you work as a team with all the other people in your assessment center to kind of solve a problem or come to a conclusion for maybe yeah a technically business problem and you'll get to like share your thoughts and stuff yeah great and this is all pre-covid um, i just want to point out that this all happened in face to face obviously matt is going to talk about um a little bit later on about how the process might have changed now um but i think a lot of the activities that you've undertaken Esther, as far as i understand will still be part of the process but just obviously in a slightly different format that we're all getting used to slowly as we go through this year um so bye bye i'm going to come to you now um how did you prepare for the assessment center at morgan stanley what sort of things did you do in advance to make sure that you were as, as ready as you could be so uh, there are three interviews that esther mentioned we had told about those in advance so i think that, that's really helpful it's not a complete surprise to you when you walk in as to what to expect so um for me the preparation was largely in those three kind of three formats so i guess from the problem solving point of view um there's so many resources online for this uh you can like hacker rank is a good one that we currently use as well so that's a, that's a great way of solving simple problems and trying to make sure that you're thinking aloud i think uh, one key thing that i tried was to just solve the problems on pen and paper on whiteboards in university campus or on just at home because that's often more difficult than just writing the code for it yeah. so make sure that you actually do it on pen and paper and mm -hmm. i think thinking aloud and always talking through the thought process. I think that, that was something I had to keep practicing myself because um, at university, I think anyway, once you're given a question, I'm happy to just you know, get into the zone and start solving it. Yeah. But that's not quite how you want to do it in an interview situation. You want to make sure that your thought process is clear and coming through. So um, I think a lot of the problem solving elements, you can probably pick up simple problems of internet resources. I'm sure Grack has some stuff and then you can use that as your basis to then uh, prepare for the interview questions. Um, yeah. The other point was, as Esther was saying, Make sure you read through your CV, understand what's on there, the projects that you mentioned, make sure you know what, how you did and what you did. Yeah. 
I think that's really, really good advice. You know, I hadn't really thought about the, you know, making sure you're thinking out loud, but it's so important, isn't it? When you kind of, that is what you're being, what they're looking at in an interview stage. Then they're not looking at you being able to kind of squirrel away. They want to see that evidence of, of how you get that out there. So that's really good advice, Vibe. I haven't really thought about that. So thank you so much. Um, Lauren, coming over to you now, um, when you were going through the assessment process, what was the main attribute or quality that you thought that Morgan Stanley was looking for in their applicants and in the people at the assessment centre? Sure. Um, I guess I, th I think it's, it's mostly, from my perspective, it was mostly about uh, how collaborative or incapable to work with others someone is. I mean, this kind of comes back to what Vaiva said about thinking aloud. You know, as it, when, when you're an interviewer, you're kind of asking yourself, could I work with this person? You know, and, and so, you kind of need to be able to show that at the interview. Uh, uh, so demonstrate how you, you'd, you'd make it easy to work with you. Can you, can you think aloud? Can you talk through a problem? Uh, even if you don't know something, sometimes it's better to have a candidate who knows a little less, but that can work with others. In fact, I'd say that's always better. So yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I think um, a lot of these things that you're saying are things that we all often say as grad cracker when we're doing, you know, presentations is, you know, make sure that you you have a few examples that you've practiced in advance um, of when you've been in sort of problem solving, you know, where have you worked with other people? So I think that's all great advice that you, you've dropped in there, guys. Um, so moving on to the next question is one that I absolutely love finding out about. So how were you all told that you were successful um, on joining the graduate scheme at Morgan Stanley? So Esther, I'm going to start with you again, because I know that obviously you did the placement, um, the summer internship and then went back. So how did you transition from one to the other? Um, so, yeah, so after the placement finished, we were told we would find out whether we were going to get the graduate offer maybe in a few weeks. So basically it was leaving the summer placement and then a few weeks of uh yeah much nervousness about oh my gosh am I gonna get it we had um a group chat um with all the interns and so though I think yeah there was a day when the text started coming in like it's happening it's happening and everyone's like I've got my phone call so I knew on that day I was like all right gotta keep my phone nearby and so yeah I just got a phone call to say that um they'd like to offer me a graduate position um and gave me a little bit of feedback from because okay so let me start a bit back so at the end of your summer placement um everyone gives a little bit of input like your manager maybe some people you worked with um as to whether you'll be a good fit for um becoming a graduate um so yeah they give you on the phone when they give you the offer they give you a little bit of feedback from what your manager said and stuff like that and it's generally quite positive if you're getting the offer so um yeah, that's how I found out over a phone call. It was a very happy, happy day. Yeah, that's great. So you didn't have to um, reapply for the graduate scheme or go through any more interviews. No. It was just straight from your some placement into that graduate scheme. Yeah, there's also, so we do a spring week and um, uh, one of my close friends who is on, who's in Morgan Stanley now, she graduated, she was on the graduate scheme at the same time as me. She actually did a spring week and from her spring week got the summer placement offer and from the summer placement offer got the graduate offer. So like, okay. I think Morgan Stanley finds it very valuable to not just interview you based off like three hours and then, yep. you know, get the whole picture based off of that. It's much more valuable for you to have been at the firm and they can see how you work, how you work with others and stuff like that. Yeah, lovely, that's great. Um, that's really great. Thanks so much, Esther. 
Now, Lauren, you have just told us that you went straight from your placement into the graduate scheme. So how did that work? Did you find out one day that you were going to be coming back the next day as a graduate or, or how did that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so obviously my original plan was to go back to university afterwards, and that's what Morgan Stanley understood, too. So I would have gone through the same kind of system that, that Esther did, where at the end I would have converted or not based on my feedback. However, because I decided I want to stay, I, it was a bit unusual. I had to reach out, reach out to HR and um, really lucky to have them because they really pulled out the stops to find out what they needed to do. They, they set up um, like a special interview. They pulled people in. And um, so I actually learned six months before my end of my placement, I learned that I'd had a, a full-time offer. So I was really <laughs> quite secure and stress-free for the last six months. Yeah, that's great. Nice shout out to HR there as well, Matt. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then also saying that as well, Esther, it must have been a lot of stress taken off you going back into your final year of uni, knowing that you'd already got your, your offer from Morgan Stanley, which is always nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I hated to like, you know, there's so many people like applying for jobs, like in a panic at the end of my last year. And I was just like... <laughs> sitting there looking rather smug with yourself yeah, we got internally <laughs> humble and then a bit inside I was like oh god I'm so glad I don't need to do my final year project and stress about applying to jobs yeah that was uh, good such a good point and something again we always say remember that that you know you could be going into your final year with a job offer which just takes so much stress out of it um okay Vibab over to you how were you told that you secured your role at Morgan Stanley Similar to Esther, actually, I received a phone call quite early on in my final year, so a lot of pressure off. Uh, I remember the day, it was, I was in the computer labs and the signal was really bad, it was in some basement. And when I first got the call, I, I'm fairly sure I heard the words, you have not been successful. So I was oh. fairly disappointed. And then I kind of called them back from, went outside, called them back, and they actually said, you have got the offer, and it's great to be back. So it was, a, yeah, and it was a really fun kind of experience. I think um, I got a call from both the from both HR and I think separately, I, someone from my uh, interview team reached out and said, gave me some feedback and said, interview was good. These are things that worked well and here's why we want you back. So that worked out really well. Lovely. Well, what a nice day that must have been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit scary at first when you thought you'd misheard them, but then a good day after that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, my next question really kind of only applies to Aster, um, Esther and Vibav really. Um, so after you obviously been given your offer at the beginning of your final year of university, you then wouldn't start with Morgan Stanley until the following summer. So what communication did you have from Morgan Stanley during that period um, to prepare you for, for joining the graduate scheme? Um, Esther, I'll start with you. Hi. Um, so, yeah, I had a, like, um, I think it's called an offer buddy assigned to me. So he kind of rung me. Uh, shortly after I received the offer and it was like oh congratulations and he was someone I knew I could go talk to if I had any questions um we I also had an email from my manager that I was with my summer placement he obviously like we you know become like you know decent colleagues friends acquaintances what are you going to say um so yeah we kind of just chatted after that it was pretty casual like oh, I can't wait to come back like kind of kept up with a couple of things that were happening in the team of what they could share with me um told me when my thing was in production which was pretty cool um but yeah and apart from like you know HR telling us what the dates were specific pieces of information and stuff like that um I did actually just have casual conversations with colleagues that I'd met and um just kept up with throughout the year so yeah great kind of a mix great and Vibav yeah again very similar so obviously HR 
keeps in touch with all the logistical side of things, uh, contracts, start dates, that kind of updates. But I was also assigned an offer buddy. Uh, she was went to the same university as me, as me and did the same degree as me as well, just a couple of years older. So that was really great because um, I not only asked her things about Morgan Stanley, but also about my final year university, things like what modules are useful before I got started Morgan Stanley. Do you recommend things like financial stuff, more mathematical stuff? So uh, um, it's, as Esther said, it's a very informal relationship that you have with that offer buddy. So um, she was very helpful answering all the questions and making sure that the transition from university to work wasn't as daunting as it could be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point because it can be a bit scary, you know, going from university to full time work. I mean, I remember doing it and it was it's a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah. So having somebody there to to kind of guide you and help you sounds really, really useful. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, OK, so now we've got you to the point where you started on the graduate scheme. So what what is the team like at Morgan Stanley? So, um, Lauren, I'll come to you to start on this one. So when um, in your team, how many people are there? What um, do you report into a specific person? Um, how does the team kind of environment work? Sure. So um, there's, there's probably about 10 people in my immediate team. Mm-hmm. I do have a manager, but he's not really... He's not really managing my work. It's more, um, it's more my personal professional development and goals, that sort of thing. The actual kind of work that we do is kind of actually decided on as a team. So we work in this, uh, this agile way where we have an agile squad and, and um, we have these agile meetings where we, we kind of discuss the, the work we have to do. We come to some understanding as a team, we prioritize them as a team, and then we decide who wants to pick them up as a team mm-hmm. um, and with and the, the team is split so primarily between two regions which is London and Budapest okay. although there's like a couple of people also in New York and Hong Kong um, just because there's also parts of the business are working there so it's good to have some people close if they have questions if there's support needs uh, and then we also have a support team in Mumbai so really, on a daily basis, I'm interacting with people from London, New York, Mumbai, Budapest, Hong Kong, just just within my immediate team. And then obviously there's wider departments and communication and collaboration between them. So big variety. Yeah, great. It's nice um, that you've got kind of a, a small immediate team and then also the opportunity to work with so many different people. Um, I think a lot of people look at maybe look at someone like Morgan Stanley and think oh my gosh they're just huge but actually when you day to day life you have that kind of small group of support don't you around you absolutely yeah lovely and then Vibav over to you then so what's your team like at Morgan Stanley Uh, so I have a small team of eight people Uh, Mm -hmm. we're split between London and Bangalore so uh, four of us here in London Um, and I think one great thing is your manager is always local so I'm Pre-COVID, I was actually sitting right next to my manager. And the, so whenever I had any simple questions, you know, just quick catch-ups, I just across the desk and ask questions. Um, so a team of four people here in London. But we also interact more widely within the London kind of division team, which is a larger 20-odd people. Mm-hmm. So even though functionally I work with these four people more closely, all of the social stuff gets a bit more involved. We have 20 people on our Christmas dinners and pub, pub lunches and so on. So mm-hmm. it's a good mix of the two. Uh, and yeah, split across two regions, um, similar kind of strategy. The idea being because we have people using our reports across the world, we have yeah. to make sure that we have people close to them to answer any questions and work with them. 
think uh, one key thing that happens happened more recently post the pandemic is I've been a lot of the calls that we had on audio have now moved over to Zoom. So I'm seeing more of my team than I was before because in the office it used to be just audio calls, whereas now a lot of our discussions happen over Zoom. So you know, can put faces to names, which is quite yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I think that I think a lot of um, people have found that during the pandemic that actually we transitioned from audio to face to face, and it's actually really nice, isn't it? You get to put that face to name and get to know people a little better. So that's great. Yeah. Um, Esther, um, coming to you as well. So how? How are things working in your team? Is it similar? Do you have a small team around you? Tell us a little bit how that works. So, yeah, my immediate team is also pretty small. I think it's about seven people, um, four of which are in London and the others Budapest and New York. So, again, it's quite like, you know, across the time zones, which, uh, you know, it can come with its challenges, but it's mostly OK since most of us are in London. But, um, yeah, in in the office we're actually sat like all next to each other my manager's sat behind me so I could uh you know talk to him if I had any questions um our wider team who we actually interact quite closely with because because I'm in the GUI team we literally just do the app the front end applications but there's so much interaction with the back end and app between app that we have to work really closely with the rest of our like you know 40 large team um so you know we're quite everyone in our team is quite close we would be like in the office we'd be the the group that always had like cakes and stuff at the end of their row I felt like you know that was definitely something that drew me back in um but yeah like it is pretty multi like across the world like we have to deal with the time zone stuff and um yeah. we're all quite close and that's yeah how our team kind of functions how do you, how do you deal found... with the time zone sorry sir I was no, going to say about time zones how do you deal with that then so do you like clock off at five o'clock here and then somebody in America picks up your work? How is this all to do with the GitHub? Uh, no, so, so it kind of, so our team, like we, we do all the front end work ourselves. So, um, but if I'm working on something and someone in my team in New York, they'll work on something separate. So when I clock off, it won't be a case of they pick up what I was working on. Cause usually we'll pla we, we have like a lot of communication on what's going to get done by the end of the day and what, um, needs to be communicated with someone in a different time zone. So for example, to my front end, there's someone who I work closely with who does um, the infrastructure on the back end and he is in Montreal. So um, I need to, I use my mornings productively and work it around. So I'll do most of like the development that I can do without like needing his questions like in the morning. And then as soon as he comes in, I'll ping the questions and then, you know, he can work on that. Yeah, so it's, it's essentially just, managing time really well that is something that we have to get used to yeah yeah thank you sorry sir that's okay that's exactly what i was going to ask carla um okay so moving on now to kind of where you see yourself progressing with morgan stanley so lauren um what where do you see yourself going within the organization what's kind of the next five years look like for you I think I see myself uh, moving more into kind of architecting role, thinking about uh, less about small bits of code and more about bigger systems and how they how they interact. Um, that's certainly how my role has been evolving over the last year, and I, I kind of see it going like that in the future. But as well as that, I've been very focused on the technology in my first year or two here. Mm -hmm. um, and now I want to really get to know the business more, get to know the users and, and try and um, to, to, to learn, learn about how they work just, just so that we can try and help them better. And yeah. 
so originally I think I, I thought maybe that'd be quite boring but the the more uh, the more I kind of work with these kind of financial risk systems is actually even without the technology a lot of that is quite interesting modeling it's, it's mm-hmm. not, as, not as boring as it as it might sound <laughs> and um will you be supported then you know if you if that's the way that you want to go through do you just work with your manager and say right this is where I'm interested in going and then they'll help you achieve that yeah absolutely and that's that's exactly what's happened so I've t- kind of talked through these goals with my manager um, and he's really really supported me he's you know put put me in touch with uh, people in the business uh, that I can maybe build better relationship with um, um, gotten me some space so that when we go back in the office I can actually spend some time working next to them um, just away from my technology team uh, when when that's appropriate mm-hmm. um, so he's, yeah he really really advocates for and supports exactly what I want to do that's really good that support there yeah um, and finally for you Lauren before I um, move on to Esther and Vibov what has been a career highlight for you so far at Morgan Stanley if you could pick one example um so in the last in the last six six to twelve months I guess we've been kind of re-architecting our system because the the scale the volumes that we receive is is going up dramatically um and, and so part of that is looking at new technology and, and, and building uh, new new systems that can cope with that. So we're using this thing called Kafka, which I'm sure lots of people will be familiar with. Um, so this whole project to migrate to this Kafka streaming data processing infrastructure has been something that my team have really placed a lot of trust in me for, and I've, I've been kind of leading that project. And it's been it's been incredibly rewarding to be able to just be given that freedom to learn to develop, to build, and, and have the support of the team as well. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a great environment. It sounds like you've got you've got a great future ahead of you. So thank you so much for all your insights there, there Lauren. Um, I'm going to come over to you, Vibhav, now, um, and kind of same similar questions to you. Where do you see yourself going with with Morgan Stanley in the next few years, and and then what's been a career highlight? So the first question, to be perfectly honest, I don't know, um, because so increasingly in Morgan Stanley, you know, there's the kind of two different streams that you can go down. There's a more management kind of stream where you take on people management as, a, as your primary role. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my manager is not very technical anymore. His job is more to manage teams and manage projects. Um, and then there's the other stream, which I guess is more what Lauren was saying about more, the more technical stream. Yeah. You become a specialist in some kind of system and you become have a larger impact across teams. Um, and at the moment, I'm torn between the two. Um, I did speak to my manager about this, and he said, um, you can take your time to um, test out both for a bit, see what works for you, take some time. You don't have to make a decision immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was really helpful. So I'm still in the process of doing that. I think my first, I'm doing more of the technical stuff now. And hopefully, as I get more experience next year or in the next couple of years, I can move to more of the management side. But one of the two, I think, is the way to go for me. Great stuff. And your career highlight, my above. I think I've learned more in the last two years than I did in three, four years of university. I think uh, the career highlight has to be the learning and working with incredibly clever people and not just clever technically, but clever in just different things, like either smart in the way they use stuff or the way they approach problems or the way they think about things. Uh, So I've been very lucky to work with a couple of consultants in my team who've got about 20, 25 years of experience each in the industry that we're in. So, and first of all, that's amazing. 
But more importantly, they're happy to share all of that information. So whenever we catch up, whenever we chat, they're more than happy to answer any simple questions, any difficult questions. And we have some great discussions. So the continuous learning over the last two years has just been the highlight. Yeah, lovely. That's great. I mean, that's 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 what you want out of your career. You want to be able to always grow and learn and, and have those kind of mentors there that are willing to help as well. So great stuff. Yep, exactly, um, yeah. And over to you, Esther, then. So um, last question to you. So where do you see yourself going and what is your career highlight? Um, so in, yeah, I don't have a clear, clear vision of where I'm going to be in five years. Like <laughs> it could all change. I don't know. I might, as I've mentioned, like the management path versus the technical path. I mean, yeah. I really enjoy coding. But I don't know like what I'll feel, you know, two or three years down the line. But um, I definitely... So being in FX, I found it so interesting, but there is like a huge, huge like domain of knowledge that I can't, even in the year I've been here, like, you know, I haven't picked up, you know, a, a lot of it just because it's such a big domain. So like, I want to be able to help out more with like designing, um, designing features on like a business level so I I join those calls and I listen to them and I try and take it on but to you know later on down the line I want to be the one leading those calls like leading those decisions on the technical and business challenges being able to like understand it enough to merge that together because yeah after a year as much as I tried like I still am not at the level where I could um, do that for the majority of our applications um, just because it's it's a lot there is a lot going on so that's where I hope to you know advance in a few years um and career highlight uh so I guess possibly one of the career highlights isn't directly related to um my job doing like coding on the GUIs it's um it was more of a DevOps thing so I joined the team and I I'm close with a lot of other interns and we discuss like the newer technologies and like I'm not this isn't a bad thing about my team but they like They've been there for a while and um, there was a technology they hadn't heard of that rapidly, rapidly improves our like time to deployment. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, we were talking about it with our interns and I like decided to go research it and see if I could implement it. And my manager actually gave me the freedom to do this. I mentioned it to him. He was like, that sounds like it really helps. So I managed to like research, implement, bring it to the team. And we've seen like actual, you know, numerical quantitative improvements in the time we've been able to deploy stuff. And that was pretty cool that it affected like you know a large amount of our production which is nice that's brilliant yeah that's lovely um it sounds like you've all had you know really really good experiences so far and have got a lot of plans of, of where you want to go and what you want to achieve so thank you so much for taking the time to share that with us today um i'm going to hand over back to carla now to to finish everything off but yeah thank you so much guys I want to work for the GUI team. I think yeah, I know the GUI team. The name. Every time you said it, I've just got to maybe smile. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for everybody else um, as well for joining us today. Matt, right? Recruitment process. Obviously, everybody's gone through. You know what happened historically. What does that look like this year? The application process. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of give a bit of an overview and obviously it does depend on, you know, what program you're applying for and, you know, what what division you're applying for. But 
Um, as per usual, all of our applications are online and you can access um, live applications through the Gradcracker Employer Hub, but also on the Morgan Stanley website as well. Um, they're, they're synced together, so it makes it nice and easy. And essentially you register your um, kind of application details, so all of your just regular information, um, and then you'll then complete some online testing usually for the role. Um, and again, this will depend on uh, the role that you're applying for and the level that you're applying for as to how rigorous that will be. But typically it's, it's uh, usually for technology at least there's some problem solving some situational judgment some numerical testing and then once you've done the testing um, then HR or me and my team will then screen your application um, and kind of see whether or not we feel you've got the right experience for the role or whether we think you, you think that you demonstrated that passion for technology and then following the screening stage you'd be invited to if you were successful a first round interview and this is quite typical for all divisions which would normally always be over the phone so up until this point in the process, not much has changed this year. So everything's taking place in that respect, the same as it normally would. And then if you were successful at the telephone interview stage, you would then be invited to assessment centre, which obviously um, ordinarily we would run in person in our London offices, but this year we are running fully virtually. So for technology, for investment banking, for all the different divisions, we are running that virtually. And essentially what we do is we send you all the Zoom details ahead of time, and provide you with that, that guidance that, that guys were saying they got beforehand, so what interviews they're going to have and how best to prepare. And then, then you would log on on the day, take part in that virtual assessment center, which usually has two or three different parts, maybe some technical interviews, maybe some interpersonal interviews, maybe um, a case study exercise or similar. Um, and then that is usually the final stage of the process after which you'd be made an offer. It's worth noting some divisions, like some investment banking roles, there might be two different telephone interviews, for example, before the assessment centre. Um, but typically that's always, always made clear. Um, but we are open at the moment still for our technology Spring Insight programme, which is our, uh, for those of you who are in your first year of a three year course or first or second year of a four year course. Um, it's really just an opportunity to find out more uh, of an introduction to technology within an investment bank. And the process for that is a little less rigorous, obviously, because you're in your first year. We're not expecting you to be really strong technically if you've only just started university. And therefore, there's a stage less for that. Um, and then but we're not currently open at the moment for any um, kind of placement or, or graduate roles for, for next year. But we will be next year, we'll be opening for 2022. So I think the best thing to do is just keep an eye on our, our website, keep in contact with myself. And I, mean, I can keep you in contact with when our, when our roles are coming up, that kind of thing. But yeah, that, in, a, in a nutshell, that's what's happened. So we're trying to keep it as similar as possible to regular years, aside from the assessment centre being virtual rather than in person. Yeah, thank you, Matt. And just a shout out to everybody who's watching. So although the technology area might um, now be close to applications, there are other opportunities on the Gradcracker Hub um, open to all STEM students. So we've still got the summer year long spring insight that Matt just mentioned and some graduate programmes on there as well, which are open to all of the all, all STEM. So make sure you go on and um, get your applications in. If you are specific about technology obviously you can follow Morgan Stanley on Gradcracker um, and be alerted when they open their opportunities um, in the next year so thank you Matt that's been really insightful and thank you everybody else um, for joining us today um, remember everybody this webinar will be live um, on the Morgan Stanley hub tomorrow and we'll also break it up into different sections and it will appear on the Career Centre early next week We've actually made some updates to Gradcracker and we've made the employer hubs um, more accessible. So you can access the Morgan Stanley Hub and all, our, all of our employer hubs from the top menu now. So just click on employer hubs and all the information is there in front of you. 
Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar, um, the Morgan Stanley Hub is a, a really good place to do your research. So there's lots of information about the opportunities which are still open, the volunteering incentives, which I mentioned at the beginning, video content. They've got two videos in particular that I really like. Um, so one called Colleagues and another called Why Morgan Stanley. And they are really insightful. It tells, it tells you all about the different positions that are open to you, different locations and, and the culture. So definitely give those a watch. And remember, when you put your applications in, remember to mention Gradcracker, the fact that you've watched this webinar and also you've done, thoroughly done your research on the Gradcracker Hub as well. So I've also got some really exciting news that, that Morgan Stanley is now in the Gradcracker Five Year Club, which is really good, really exciting to hear. Thanks, sir. Come on, Gradcracker. <laughs> um, so, thank you, Lauren. I saw your little hands pop up there. Um, so yeah, really excited. If, if people out there don't know what that means, it basically means that we've got over 200 employers who are currently in the Gradcracker Five Year Club, which means they're advertising with, advertising with us for five years or longer. To be honest with you, most of them are in the 10 year plus club now, but it just goes to show that we provide the employers such good quality applications from our students that they want to come back year after year and advertise with us. So make sure you do your research, make sure you, you know, thoroughly look into the employer before you put your application together. So that's really good news. So Matt, I hope you're excited by that. Yeah, I can't control my excitement right now. I'm just, I'm yeah, awesome. can barely... I'm getting the vibes, Matt. I'm getting the vibes. I've even gone pink in the cheeks. I thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, so all, all good, all positive. Um, Sophie is going to join me on the 7th of Jan with Siemens at two o'clock. So still looking forward to that one, just in a couple of weeks time. So make sure you register your interest to that webinar. Um, and we hope that you all have a, a safe Christmas, happy Christmas and new year, everyone. And we're all looking forward to seeing you again in 2021. So take care, be safe, and we'll see you next year. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.